Hey there, welcome to the Seinfeld Podcast. I'm Chris with Laura Kessel. Our partner, Craig, is at a event tonight, right? I guess that's how we should say it. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good. Lots to talk to him about his experience. I, Laura didn't go to this event, but Craig did, and I don't know. It was kind of fun. So, I guess if we ever start a, a faith podcast, we can talk about that more. Yeah. Now, but should be good. So, but hey, we're up to what is it, season two, episode four, I believe, of Seinfeld, right. mm-hmm. uh, the phone message, and kind of interesting when Laura, when you mentioned the first time, and, and we've talked about this when we've done Seinfeld episodes in the past. Um, they seem to talk about the same thing two or three different times. So when you first said phone message, my brain went to the time where um, Elaine was joking off Jerry. She, Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. She recorded like the sexy phone message and Mm -hmm. George finds that and George suddenly looks at Elaine and it doesn't matter. Well, that, that is episode, but that comes later. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is, Another George going crazy, where you know George loses a phone message and you know, things just didn't work out. I liked this episode because Laura, after the tedium of the first season, where I'm like, did we make a huge mistake when we agreed to go from season one to the end of Seinfeld? Uh, we're, we're starting to get a payoff in season two. We're, we're getting into the these guys are absolutely crazy and it's fun and I, I'm. I'm glad we went through the boredom of season one to get here. You know, we're starting yeah. to get into the fun speed up part. So I, I liked it. I, I think you said you liked it last week. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, you know, I don't like the, I don't like Jerry's girlfriend. I think she's annoying. Yes. Right. How do you feel about her? You usually like all no, the I, I agree with it. Yeah. But usually if you hate <laughs> her, I'm like, oh, she's great. I'd date her. Yeah. But no, no, yeah. She, I, Looks or personality? I wasn't super excited. I'll put it that way. Oh, mine was I, personality. I don't care about looks. I, I'm sure she was a good-looking girl, but it was just yeah, the personality was kind of wild. But no, it was interesting with George. So, um, why do you do that? I, and you know, it's funny. Larry is serious. They talked about well, we're almost acting like high schoolers, and I kind of sense that because. I'm sure if you looked at all the phone messages I left friends or girls, I'm sure I probably left something like that in the past. So I hate to make it sound like I've never done that before, but man, that George, it just got crazy. I mean, it was fun, but it was really crazy with George. Did you ever see the movie swingers with, uh, Parts, I think. Um, I, I am familiar with that. Well, there's a movie. It's um, who is it? I'll have to look it up. Um, there's a scene in that movie where the character um, meets a girl at a, at a bar and gets her number and decides he wants to call her. And it, I don't know exactly how long the scene is, but it feels like it's like 10 minutes long of him leaving phone messages and calling back to correct and leaving another one and having a problem and, you know, getting cut off. And, and by the end, it's just, you're just like, Oh my gosh, this poor guy, you know, it's just torture. 
Um, it's it's a, a great movie. Um, it's a really good movie. It's a great, that's a great scene if you can find it because it's okay. hilarious. Oh, Vince Vaughn and John Favreau. Okay. John Favreau is the caller. Um, I don't think I saw that scene, but I know I've seen parts of it. Is that, that whole thing sounds terrible. familiar. It's so, oh, it's every time I think of that movie, I think, um, I, I think of that scene just because it's so terrible. Um, wow, it's only three minutes, three minutes and 39 seconds. <laughs> oh, oh that scene. It literally feels like it's 10 minutes long because it's just so painful to watch. <laughs> oh, yeah. Email me a link. Yeah, I definitely want to watch it later. Yeah, it's it's very it's very good. I, I have the thing about as I'm working, getting deep into where if I say, oh, I like this, and I start really watching scenes where, yeah, that's right up my alley. That should be good. Well, and the thing I loved about George was the first messenger that he left, you're like, okay, that's over the line, but they'll figure it out. But it just got so deep where, you know, he's calling her like four or five times. At the end, he's like, who do you think you are? And all this other <laughs> stuff. I, I yeah. mean, have you ever left like someone you're interested in or a job or a, a friend, a weird message like that? No. I mean, well, my thing, you know, my, <laughs> here's my thing. Um, I, I try not to, I try not to leave messages that make it sound like something is wrong, you know? Right. And I always, I always worry about people when I, when they aren't doing what is expected of them. You know, like if I, if I have a person that I'm working with and they don't show up for work when I expect them to, I always joke around at work that, you know, you got to tell me where you are and what's going on because. Right. I will either think you're, you're either here or you're dead, you know? Right. There's like no in between. Right. <laughs> Which is terrible. But, you know, so I'm, I always worry, you know, so. Right. I'm always like, can you please call me and tell me everything's okay? <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Well, it nothing, is... nothing like threatening or anything like that, that I can think of. <laughs> well, it's weird in this COVID sense because you really don't see each other that much. I mean, right. I've got a podcast later tonight. I, I still don't know what time these guys can make it. And you get to the point where, I, yeah, I'm not going to leave crazy emails or phone messages. But at the end of it, I mean, my last one was, hey, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> Let me know. And then, yeah, so I, I, I can understand. And, and you know, it's fine. You know, sometimes you leave one message like, ugh, that's probably over the line. I shouldn't. But I love how George, over the next couple of days, left those messages. And, um, and you know, the point of the show, I mean, we can get more into detail, but you know, hey, if you haven't seen this yet, it's 30 years, <laughs> okay? You, you've yeah. had 30 years to watch it, we're gonna tell you what happened. Yeah, I, I love how and boy, well, olden time, I, I feel like I'm watching Beverly Hillbillies, like everything is different <laughs> back then because you know, you had those tape phone messages, yeah, if you're anywhere below 30 and you're listening, it's like, what the heck are they talking about? And well, the best part of that is that Jerry had the two different size tapes. Yeah. Like he was thinking, you know, he was prepared for the old style big tape and yes. the new style little one, you know? How did <laughs> we live like, back then? It was like technologically advanced. Yeah. How the heck did we live back then? I mean, and, uh, everything was, you know, everything was corded and plugged in and, 
you know, it's a new world. Oh, and I remember, and and maybe because I was cheap, I, I don't think I was an early adopter to the broadband. I think it was on dollop for a while. But you know, like with dollop, your phone connection was dead. Oh yeah. And you know, if family calling, you know, hey, my uh, mom or dad died, or you know, if you had a big job offer or something, mm-hmm. yeah, it's dead. I mean, I don't think back then they had a way we could just leave a message. You know, you dialed, it was busy, and it was like, right, yeah. Oh man, I, I just, you know, I'm not, I don't want to sound like the old man. You know, hey, you kids, I, I don't know if I wanted to live back then. I mean, I feel like I'm, I, I'm not figuring out. I can't remember how he functioned back then. It was just, it was, yeah. it was a crazy time. I forgot my phone when I went to the grocery store the other day. Oh, and yeah. Was like, I was like, I was freaking out. I'm like, I don't have my phone. And I'm like, you know, I went like 30 years of my life without a cell phone. <laughs> Everything was fine. Well, but the thing I get afraid of is you almost need that phone not as a big, hey, I want to social everybody or whatever, but just, what if you get lost or something? Um, mm-hmm. My wife just walked by, and you know, sometimes we're like, "Hey, we gotta get that phone." What if your car breaks down? What if mm-hmm. you get in a wreck or something? You know, you, you've got to know that. So, mm-hmm. okay. my my wife is walking around aimlessly. It's it's, it's very interesting. So, oh, okay, all right, all right. She's doing the house project. So, um, thank you. All right. um, <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> that could be another podcast right there. All right, but yeah, no, but it was interesting. Um, you're right. The technology was super crazy back then. And I love the, um, you know, kind of the Mission Impossible theme of them trying to break in the house, trying to change that. And again, this show is starting to get great when their song, their theme song, like, what song do you sing to know that you know there could be trouble coming? Yeah. And they, they go to the sound of music, how you solve a problem like Maria, where during that time, I mean, they're singing how you solve a problem like Maria. And I mean, I haven't heard that song for a while. I mean, why couldn't they pick a better song? I mean, I just you know, I have to say that is my least favorite song from yes. the sound of music because it always bothered me that they played that when she was walking down the aisle at the wedding. Oh, yes. Yeah. It drove me nuts. It drives me nuts when they do. And they sing along with it, you know? It's like, really? You can't sing a different song, you know? <laughs> or at least hum something, like hum Seven Nation Army by White Stripes or something. You know, hum some, <laughs> you, know, where, where, you know, it sounds like something okay. It was, the 60s. You know? it was made in the, it was, came out in 1965. Sing a Beatles song, you know? Yeah, 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 just don't. <laughs> Or, or just hum part of a Beatles song and stuff. You don't, you know, break out in the song and everything. It mm-hmm. just sounded weird. And and you can say, well, this was during the 90s. It was weird during the 90s. It wasn't like a time mm-hmm. thing. It was very, very strange. And, you know, that relationship, obviously, <laughs> the, the mission didn't work and the relationship just uh, ends. Um, and, and the poor girl, too. I She doesn't check her phone messages. I know oh, during oh. that time. She didn't oh, it was broken. Yeah, the one her good phone, her good uh, answering machine was broken, so she had to use her backup, which she didn't have the code, I guess, to pick it up, pick them up. But that's like going to the store and losing your phone. I mean, I I mm-hmm. want to have access to that messages. I want to know what's coming in mm-hmm. because you you think about it. I mean, even when we worked together 
um, when we were younger, just out of college, email wasn't that accessible. You know, like now you're like, oh, why didn't you call somebody? Could you send me email? It, it was harder to get email back then. I mean, like work email. You had to go work to do it. I, I don't know. I don't think we had that much access to work to personal email. It was just very such a, such a weird time. So if I'm that girl, like you said, if you don't have your code, you don't have your code, but I'll be freaked out and be like, I need the messages. Well, she uh, had her neighbor re, uh, play them for her over the phone. Yes. Which yes. was like, really? You know? <laughs> I mean, what? I, I honestly don't think I've ever had a phone message that's been that important. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think my biggest thing I want to know is I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Yeah. So if I had to have my neighbor do it, just say, hey, okay, nothing huge, right? You know, like I'm not, I didn't win the lottery or anything. Check that. And then if not, you know, we're good. You know, it, it makes it tough. So, by the way, the other thing, the, the first song, well, the first thing that um, George suggested <laughs> for them to use as their, you know, alert was the word tippy toe. Yes. Which, which is not even weirder. Maybe which, Maria's better. I mean, which is weird. Yes. And then after the sound, uh, the sound of music song was rejected, Jerry suggested "Lemon Tree," which was from 1965. Yes. So yes. it's based, apparently they both are living in 1964, 65. Right. <laughs> yeah, pick the Beatles. If you had to do 64, pick the Beatles. You know, one of the things I wrote down about when I was watching this is that you see this a lot from George. Like, George really wants to be devious, but he's just not made for it, you know? Like him freaking out about, you know, the the tape switch, you know? And um wanting basically wanting it wanting to abort it you know and the he did the same thing um was it the marble rye i can't remember something else he tried to do he wanted to be devious with it yeah the marble rye failed too because he got caught <laughs> um he just tries to be so sneaky and so clever and everything but he's just not that guy oh wow wow Okay, hang on just a second. Yeah, yeah, it was that was very strange. Sorry, something popped on the computer that kind of took me off guard a little bit. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, any other thoughts about this Seinfeld episode? I, I know we're briefly touching on it. We're a little, a little short in time. Um, I, I, I had a good feeling from it. I guess if I had to summarize in two minutes, I think it had a lot. I think it it was a one. It was another one of the one story episodes that Craig hates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was um, there was really, there was nothing with Kramer here. There was the one moment where he came in and told a terrible joke for, and said, Jerry should use it in his act. And then you never saw him again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Elaine had a little more to do. Um, but not a lot, you know. Um, but the backstory of this episode is very interesting. This episode was, do you know this story, Chris, about this episode? Yeah. This story was a replacement for an episode that they yeah. 
rejected. Oh, wow. um, in fact, it was um, Julia Louis Dreyfus who re rejected it. It was supposed they were they were reading like they do the table read, you know, for the episode um, when they first get the script. And um, I'm trying to remember what it was called. Um, anyway, it was supposed to be about. Um, um, buying a gun. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and they were supposed, one of them was supposed to be buying a gun. I think it was Jerry. And apparently, um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus was supposed to pick up the, the gun and like put it to a part of her body, apparently. And then say, are you going to, where do you want to get shot, Jerry? And apparently she turned to George uh, and said, I'm not doing this. So they scrapped the entire episode and wrote this one in its place. So that would have been kind of a, yeah. I mean, Seinfeld had some dark, but they were dark that you could at least say were funny. I mean, no matter what your opinion on gun control was, I mean that that'd be kind yeah. of a wild episode. I mean, and not yeah. no fun way. It, it was called. Like, it was called the bet. Um, oh wow! Da, 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 da. Let's see. Let me find the da, da, da. both uh, Jason Alexander and the director felt the episode's gun content was too provocative. Um, and then when Julia Louis Dreyfus read a scene that referenced the assassinations of John F. Kennedy and William McKinley. Oh, wow. <laughs> Louis Dreyfus turned to Alexander and said, I'm not going to do this. Um, yeah, that they started, rehearsing, they started rehearsing it, actually. They got further than I thought. After 20 minutes, they convinced the uh, director to talk to the writer, and they scrapped the episode. So... I mean, it, it is a one, it's a one note episode, you know, um, similar to the pilot basically. Um, but it's, um, I mean, so I think they probably didn't have enough time to do any more. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus didn't really have that much of a role here either, except she was there when uh, George came in and gave the idea of, of the tape switch. But um I mean, I personally think this is much better <laughs> than the other episode would have been. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the one thing I was, I wish Craig was here because he and he might know the answer to this. I don't know if you do. If, maybe if you remember, I don't. But um, is this the first episode where one of them breaks up with somebody for a really stupid reason? <laughs> Quite possible. Um, I don't recall like a real dumb reason before. Because I know, like down the road, there's a lot of really oh, stupid yeah, reasons. Yeah. But you know, eating your peas one by one or whatever. Yeah. You know, but um, him breaking up with the girl, dumping, or I guess she kind of walked out. But them breaking up because she liked the Cotton Dockers. Yes. Commercial, yes. which I agree with Jerry. That really was a stupid commercial. They really had a, yeah. they had a parody of that on um, Saturday Night Live. That yes. was pretty good. <laughs> so. Can you imagine how, 
And I'm sure they would have tried to do it in a funny way. There wouldn't have been a gun accident. I mean, it, it, it's not like the show is going really dark. Yeah. But man, a couple quick thoughts. I mean, first of all, for mid nineties TV, wow, what a crazy episode that would have been on a major network. And secondly, uh, uh, like I, I read a story recently about The Office. Like they were trying to pitch Jim into having an affair on The Office in the last season, and Jim, you know, stepped in and said, "Hey, it's going to really make the show real goofy," and he talked him out of it. So. I thought maybe that was the first time they did that, but apparently Elaine was earlier than Jim, you know, in in stopping episodes. So yeah, very um, fascinating. It, they had like a whole other story. They had another story in that episode with Kramer. So um, okay, yeah. I mean, this wouldn't rank in my top 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 episodes, but yeah. after the tedium of of season one, I mean. You know, I mean, this is probably number one up to this particular point by far. My abhorrence. So, yeah. all right, well, what are we watching next week? I'm. I need to. Let me look. I am running late, like I usually do, which isn't good. I was watching it earlier. Oh, the apartment where oh, the yes. in Jerry's building becomes open. Yes, and he mistakenly tells Elaine that there's an an apartment in his building. And then he works to try to figure out a way to get out of it. Jeez. All right. Well, looking forward to that one. Uh, we'll check out the apartment next week. Laura, as always, thank you for everything. Um, I should, you know, just do a real quick promo. Uh, check on the site. We've got the shows that you normally listen to, like Seinfeld, Frasier, our YouTube, and everything else. Uh, but we've been starting to do some more interviews. And I've been very... Um, partnering a little bit with the Columbus Dispatch and sharing some of these interviews on their websites too, uh, which, again, very happy uh, with Kelly Alecker, um, who's been behind that, uh, and uh, Patrick Flaherty. Um, we've worked together, and it's great to see some of those interviews there. Um, we talked to Miss Ohio, uh, Laura. That was for the Ohioan. Um, she wore... It, it's a fun story. Don't take this as why are you writing a story about this? Um, the day the pageant for Miss USA was the day after Ohio State lost to Michigan. Well, she's from Southern Ohio, and she wanted to uh, celebrate Ohio State. She's an Ohio State fan, so she wears this Ohio State jersey. And then she's a UC student down at the University of Cincinnati. They're having a good year, so she had a Cincinnati helmet she was carrying around. So again, you know, kind of a fun story. Uh, obviously, college football is big, especially here in Ohio. And then, Laura, you might know this name, Ashton Doolin. Um, he was a receiver for the Malone Pioneers. Um, hmm. He actually was on the last Malone football team before they disbanded oh, okay. the program. Well, Ashton did something that no Malone person's ever done or will do since the football team's gone. He went for the NFL, and he's a member of the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, he's could be a pro bowler on special teams, and he scored his first two touchdowns the last two games. Oh, so nice. he's scoring touchdowns, and uh, get, we got to talk to him. Um, you can listen to the interview on Dispatch.com or Canton Rep, or also you can listen to it here on the Highlands. So it was great to catch up with Ashton. Hmm. Laura, our first NFL guest, which I didn't really yeah. nice. I wasn't sure if we ever have an NFL guest. And, but, no, but it was, it was fun. It seemed like a nice guy. I didn't. 
watch him play, but hey, mm-hmm. I saw a lot in the long football over the year, so it was neat to see a guy that finally did well. All right, well, Lord, I gotta get running, but as always, thanks for um coming on to talk to Simon and Frazier. Uh, we should have Craig back next week. Um, for Laura, this is Chris. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great day.